Restoration and Protection Authority chairman suggests a secret plan for dealing with the oil companies to make them come to the table. There's a big table uh, in some way. Meanwhile, as they say in the newscasts, other parishes besides New Orleans, two other suburban counties, or parishes as they're called in Louisiana, have filed their own suits against the oil companies. And John Barry told me personally this week in public that he thinks other parishes, other counties, will file their own suits. So keep watching or keep listening. Now, um, oh, I have to say this, and it's a correction. It's not an apology, but a few weeks ago, I mentioned that a young girl by the name of Malala, Tom, Malala, Malala, uh, had criticized the uh, U.S. role in Afghanistan's thing. Uh, That's not the Malala that we know from Pakistan, uh, who turns out to be Malala Yousafzai, who uh, coincidentally this week has had her, or last couple of weeks has had her book. She was the girl who was shot by the Taliban, shot in the head for going to school and for advocating education for girls. Uh, Her book has just been banned by Pakistani private schools because uh, they allege she's a tool of the West, a Western tool. But that the woman who criticized uh, U.S. in Afghanistan is, in fact, Malalai Joya, an Afghan woman activist. So we regret the error, as they say in the newspaper business. Now, this week, there have been, as, uh, as the week ended, there were two stories, I think one in the New York Times, one in the Washington Post, each purporting to give details, behind-the-scenes details, as to the uh, tumult that was happening uh, in the White House and in the executive branch in the run-up to the uh, debut of the Obamacare website on October 1st. Harry, I don't have to listen to your phone calls. I know what you're doing. Thank you, Vice President Joe Biden, but this this doesn't concern you, sir. But thanks for weighing in anyway. Um, So there was tumult. And without, you know, going into too much detail, because I'm not too much of a detailed guy, what I got out of the stories was the, 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 the thrust was that people knew that stuff was going wrong. And officials kept saying uh, they were being briefed by the companies developing the software. And they kept saying, well, we have these problems, you see, and we need more time for testing and everything. And the administration's response was, it's a hard and fast deadline, October 1st, fix it. So I guess their their attitude towards leadership is when people tell you that uh, we need more time to solve a problem, leadership is saying, no, it's a real deadline. Fix it. Now, that may work when it's policy, but when it's software, we see what the result has been. It's a variant of uh, what we saw, what we've seen a lot of administrations, I think. We certainly saw it in the Bush administration, the attitude from the top being basically, don't bring me bad news. And uh, for good reason, because if they bring you bad news, you have to develop a plan B. And uh, in this situation, as in the uh, quite fine book about the early days of the Iraq war fiasco, uh, in this situation, both the Times and the Post, I think, reported that there was no backup system in case the website went down. If you don't have bad news... You don't need a plan B. Hello, welcome to the show.
Bye, boy. Sitting. 